where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, welcome to This Is Happening. This is your host, Nathan Streifel. And this is Eric Morris. Today we are joined by Adria Walden. She is the creator and writer and star of Black Girl in a Big Dress, which had its first season already and is available to watch on YouTube and Facebook Mm -hmm. and is soon coming out with a second season. Yes. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for coming on to the show. Black Girl in a Big Dress is delicious. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You know, because it's so different. (laughs) Like who... It's and it must be so specific to you and your sensibility. Yes. I don't know who else would have done this show. I don't know either. Like, it was difficult to explain to people before I shot the first season, and uh, now I'm just like, let's watch it and you'll figure it out. I love it. I love it too. I think it's so interesting. I love it. Like flips all of like ideas of stereotype and identity yeah. kind of on its head, and it's very much. I think that it's very specific to your character. Mm-hmm. That's the main girl. And it kind of makes it universal because, because you have such, the main character has this like Victorian cosplay. Yes. I bet you could uh, articulate the premise better than me could. So what, what is the premise? So the premise of the show is, um, an awkward African-American Anglophile cosplayer or reenactor, depending on sort of which community you're talking to, uh, an awkward African-American uh, Anglophile in love with the Victorian era is trying to date in 21st century Los Angeles with 19th century sensibilities. So <laughs> she has these, she loves like Jane Austen novels and these um, balls that actually happen in here now in, in 2018 and this like very heightened, refined, restrained way of living and is trying to bring that into her actual courtship into 21st and it's it's a fusion because like that you know like the the, um the jane austen novel Mm -hmm. and even like the american edith wharton things Mm -hmm. those are very like um uh durable uh genres and you know clueless and Mm -hmm. and we see things like modern versions you know of them I've never seen anyone do this, though, and I just think it's so cool and innovative and smart. I really, really liked it. And there are points when it kind of breaks the fourth wall, you talk directly to camera, and you have this kind of, you have these kind of alternative reality, kind of like Victorian interview kind of moments of you talking in in the Victorian character. Yeah. And I think that's really and effective as well. And there's physical comedy. I mean, you getting into a Hyundai in a big bustle dress, yes. Yes. you know, black and girl it, in a big dress. It's, it's just it's really very smart funny. how you kind of also, you kind of code switch mm-hmm. sometimes mid-dialogue with mm-hmm. like, with with other characters in the show mm-hmm. while you're talking. Oops, mm. let's put that Wi-Fi off. Sorry, everybody. That's so exciting, though. See, it was like, I mean, it sounded how... like rewards. Dad, your dad. Oh, my Eric. God. I have to ignore him. <laughs> well, your dad made it on the pod. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. He's talking about my rug that was just delivered. Anyway. <laughs> <That's so sweet. laughs> anyway, yeah, so, like, there's, like... I was thinking specifically there's this, like, 
um, scene where you're talking to a love interest and um, uh, he like has done the Victorian um, reenactment stuff in the past and you kind of are slipping back and forth mm-hmm. from the Victorian into the... I, and you wrote it and um, I think it was really nuanced writing and I really Thank liked so that. Much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We knew the entire podcast is going to be us praising your work. It's so good. It's so funny. It's a really good podcast. You should definitely subscribe to this. It's a good one. See, it's all mutually beneficial. See, so where did like what did the idea come from? So the idea came from it was kind of happened in two phases. One, the the sort of I guess like the emotional journey of it was to write. So, so I also work as a screenwriter and um, over the last few years, obviously there's this in Hollywood, there's been this big push for diversity and people want more writers of color and women of Mm. color in Mm -hmm. their writers rooms and stuff. And that's great. And I have definitely gotten 50, 50 by 2020. Yes. Let's make that happen. Let's make, let's just do it by 2020. It's a year and a half. Mm -hmm. It's ambitious. That that's the let's do it though. That's the hashtag. I'm I'm all for it. Let's do it. I love it. And well, people are, you know, like Nicole Kidman is talking about yes. that. Um, Meryl Streep is talking about that. My friend Krista Vernoff, who runs Grey's Anatomy, is talking mm-hmm. about it. Like, it's Alan Pompeo just had that. Um, well, from exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's doable. It is. Doable. It is doable. Yes. And in, but it's not. People have to actually do it. Yes. And so, why not put that out there? Yes. Um, and I think one of the tricks about it, and one of the reasons I wanted to write this was because yes, I definitely saw an uptick in the meetings I was getting, but when I was going to these meetings, there was definitely a sense of like, okay, well, we're trying to do this like hip hop version of this or this like urban retelling, blah, blah, blah. And that's just not my experience at all. I have no problem with any of those stories. I just don't know anything It's not going to spring from your imagination. Yeah. I just, I, I don't, that's just not the world I grew up in or anything that I've ever really studied. I mean, on, on one hand, sure, I'm a writer. I can figure it out. But what I bring to the table is, is something different. And I had several of these meetings and I was telling someone, I was like, I just wish there was a show that was like British style sketch comedy and where I could dress up in like a corset and a hoop skirt. <laughs> and that was like kind of funny, but kind of bittersweet. And my friend was like, well, why don't you just make it? And I was like, fair enough. Fair enough. So I And did. you did. <laughs> so I did. Was, and you did. So that is what That's happened. amazing. That Actually, kind of is in the show too. You have mm-hmm. like this woman that interviews you yes. for a podcast in one of the episodes. Yes. And she's kind of expecting you to have yes. like a kind of stereotypical, I don't know, black experience. Yes. That, that. Your character doesn't yeah. relate and to it all. What's so creepy is, I mean, I've certainly had all the questions I got asked in the in that episode of Black Girl in a Big Dress. So I've been asked in the past. But a few weeks after I wrote that episode, I was at a wedding and and someone asked me all those same questions. So for folks who haven't seen the episode, my character is getting interviewed by a podcaster. Not as good as these podcasters. And <laughs> oh, who is? Stops. And stops. <laughs> questions like, so what was it like growing up in a single parent household and stuff like that? And in real life, after I wrote that episode, I was at a wedding and a man who was an absolute stranger to me, I don't remember the very first question, but it was a question that led him to find out that I lived with both of my parents and that they were married all throughout my childhood. And he literally was like, wait, what? And then he like went, he's like, well, how many siblings do you have? And I was like, I'm an only child. And he's like, what? Like, he's like, your parents are married and you don't have it. And then was, and he was blown away by oh. the fact that I didn't 
fall into any of these <laughs> perfectly fine ways to grow up, but that just it was not how I grew up. That is, yeah. He was, he was baffled. Where baffled. did you grow up? That shouldn't be South baffling. Texas. It's not baffling. So, okay. So, the, the, but because that, I wanted to, yeah, you're from South Texas. From Where? South Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's right on the Gulf. It's right on the Gulf. I don't know anything about Texas, really. Sure. Uh, Corpus mm. is fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like a popular spring break locale, mm. which I never experienced because I was not popular or allowed to go out when I was in school. So I Oh, really? Like a very strict household. Wow. So it was like, you, what do you mean you weren't allowed to strict go out? Like because curfew of religion or situation? why? A little, a little, I say a little religious. No, very religious. I was at church like three or four times a week. Um, what what denomination? Uh, like black evangelical Southern Baptist. Okay. Like oh, okay. any any yeah. movie that you've ever seen a of big... like a stereotypical black church. That is what I grew up in with like. And that was a big part. Like of your Sister life. Act. And like Sister Act. Well, we weren't Catholic. So no, oh yeah, no sure, habits, sure, like, sure. No nuns. No yeah, nuns. but like yeah, sure. But like people speaking in tongues and like prophesying mm. and services were like four hours long and. We were there all the time. Evangelical. So, my so, church was so boring, and oh, it was Lutheran. My, the, my, oh, I would have loved a Lutheran my church. Parents, <laughs> my parents, thankfully, not religious. My mother, you know, they they got married at, in St. Patrick's St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York, but um, but she told that priest uh, that she was an atheist. Oh, you know, so and they still did it in the cathedral. They had to do it off the altar. Oh. Scandalous. Oh, my goodness. But just, was, like, over to the side? Yeah. Just oh, wow. not on the altar, but oh, off wow. of it. Okay. Um, and, well, because my grandfather on my father's side was a knight of Malta, very big in the Catholic mm. Church, and that's why it was happening at yeah. the at uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. And it was also three days after Kennedy was shot. Oh, my God. So the, the um, cathedral was filled with mourners, and... Uh, they got married at this little side chapel and, you know, it just was a kind of a sign like life yeah. goes on. Like, yeah. a bit is, you know, life is continuing. I mean, mm-hmm. people yeah. were such in, sh- in right. such uh, shock. Yeah. I can't speak. This is not good for a podcast. <laughs> but uh, but in any case, I'm so tired. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's... I'll keep this one. I'll keep this one going. We're at the cusp of a kidding. holiday weekend. <laughs> it is. It is. And, uh, it's like a I'm so done with work, and this isn't work. This but is a pleasure. Not, but, it's, yeah, but it's all part of life. <laughs> but, so were yeah. you not allowed to like date, or did I you? I was have not allowed to date. <gasps> you absolutely not. Oh dear. Which is, I think. Were you so rebellious? Terrible. No, I was. So very, you, no, I was too scared. Oh, wow. Um, so you were a good girl. You were like. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was. I was a good kid too. I was like. And was it a very like uh, diverse mixed community where you were growing up? Um, in your school? This well, it was technically diverse. Like the town kind of felt like it was a third, like a third white, a third black, a third Latino, and then like two Jews and like four Asians. And, <laughs> yeah. And I went to a magnet school from second through, well, second through fifth grade, and then the magnet. Those kids of us who were in the magnet school were part of a school in junior high. Um, was it a specific um, kind of angle, like sciences or no, arts? No, academics. Okay, it's cool. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, and what was the makeup of that school? Oh, that school. Um, I mean, there were some. There were a lot of white kids and some Asian kids and some Latino kids. Um, I was the only black kid in my grade in second grade and third grade, and in fourth grade is when I learned I was black, and I learned I was black because I 
Pedefego Hush on, I legitimately almost said his name. And yeah. I don't want to embarrass him because he finds his. Uh, sure. I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure he's listening. He probably follows you online avidly. He has a I mean, fairly. Who doesn't listen to this? He has happening. a fairly common name. I've tried to Google him before just to find out like what happened to him, but I cannot find him on the internet, which is super strange. Common oh. names are so annoying. They're super annoying. Yeah. And the last time I saw him was in like fourth grade, so I'm like, well, he had red hair then. <laughs> uh, Spencer, if you're listening. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, no, so I have this big old crush on this kid. His name is Spencer. Does it's fine. His name is Spencer. I have a big old crush on, on on Spencer, and he was redheaded, blue eyes, freckles, and I was just like, he is the bee's knees. This is a uh, this is great. And then one day, um, another one day, I started hearing from people. Oh my gosh, do you have a crush on so and so? Not Spencer. And I was like, I don't even know who that person is. And then for like a week, people were like, oh my gosh, you should be going out with so-and-so. You should be going out with so-and-so. And I was like, hey, we're nine. We should not be going out with anybody. This is a bit much. Yeah, but people, yeah. And uh, and then finally I saw that kid and he was the other black kid who oh, turned up. God. And it was like, like in the movies where like characters like have like the realizations and like the, the images like zoom past them. It was like, oh, they, oh. It was, yep. It was such a wow. like bizarre that thing to so realize. That is so bizarre. It's a weird thing to realize. You know, that's more bizarre than gays trying to or straights trying to set gays up. That's even like weirder. Oh, that don't get me started. Super annoying, on that. though. <laughs> you know when it's like, oh, they're oh, gay and they're gay. Person, like, but the gay yeah, you're the gay people I know. I know. You guys they should date because I like you both so much. <laughs> like, well, we have not, no, that's not happening. First but, off, we're both bottoms. <laughs> we're, no. uh, right. You know, that's <laughs> like they have no idea. Uh, but so last night, I or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Last night I saw The Hate You Give. Oh, um, have you seen it? it? I haven't seen it. I feel uh, like it's going to make me cry a lot, and I'm not will. prepared. It will. It will. It is gorgeous. Oh I, I loved the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? What is it? So The Hate You Give, it's based on a YA novel called The Hate You Give, um, and it's about a, a police shooting of a... Um, it really focuses on this girl mm-hmm. who's uh, going to a predominantly white school, and but she's from, you know, a, a very you know black neighborhood, mm-hmm. and her and this guy that she grows up with, um, she's kind of lost touch with him. They reconnect at a party, and they end up like in a car together, and he gets pulled over, and he gets. Um, needlessly shot by a cop Mm -hmm. and and you know everything springs from that and but why i mention it is like this character star played by um amandla sternberg Mm -hmm. um she's brilliant in this and will be nominated for an oscar i'm sure Mm -hmm. um this character is talking you know talking about she has to be two different people yeah you know, at home, she's like this one person. Mm-hmm. And then in her school, totally different person. Mm-hmm. And the the movie is kind of about integrating those people. Yeah, yes. Um, and I, I just thought it was fascinating. I went to a predominantly, well, a, a very, you know, exclusive high school in New York, which happened to be predominantly Jewish. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jewish. Um and I was drawn to, I, you know, I'm gay. I wasn't out in high school. Mm-hmm. 
I was drawn to other kids that were different. Mm -hmm. And I dated black women Mm -hmm. almost exclusively through high school and college. Um, I don't know why that is, but that's that's kind of like the direction (laughs) I went into. But this movie gave me such insight that I... You know, I kind of under, I kind of knew, but it gave me insight into like what the experiences were like for not, not just girlfriends mm-hmm. that I had, but friends that mm-hmm. I had, who just had these lives that were had to they had to walk these tight ropes, mm-hmm. and they were just very different lives. Yeah. Um. It. Anyway, you should I see the movie. That was kind it's, of like your epif- epiphany moment in a way. In well, with in, with the boy. With the, yes, and that's great. when I realized. Oh. I am different and people can tell. I think that, mm. like, I didn't really think one way or the other about being black at all until yeah. then because mm. someone else assigned yeah, when you're a, a trait. Kid, you're just, and, when you're very young, yeah. you're just playing with other kids yeah. and you're just like, these are all my friends yes. and blah, blah, blah. But then something happens yeah. and you're like, oh. Yeah, and you, you get mm. categorized. Oh, Although that's I that. Say, I feel like you just gave me an amazing insight into my early romantic life because every uh friends are notwithstanding about I don't know what's going on with them now but um the the boy that I didn't date in high school was gay and not out and then the boy that I didn't date in college was gay but not out and I was like oh interesting I wonder if it's if it is that like we're all we're all kind of struggling with something about our identity and so like that's kind of a thing that um I mean for I don't know I I really don't know what it is but like i definitely was drawn to you know a little bit people on the outside mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit um so i don't know i don't yeah. know that makes sense though i feel like that like just shed light on so many years <laughs> so many of my formative years so thank you uh, well thank okay you. you're welcome wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good podcast we've accomplished guys, something a lot has happened so far so but, where did the were you interested in writing when you or where did where'd you go to college? University of Texas. Oh, at Austin. Oh, oh, Austin. Yeah. Cool. Almost everyone I know from Texas yes. who has moved to Los Angeles went there. What an amazing school. What an amazing community of great people. Place. Yes. Like it just great, you know, great for the arts, great mm-hmm. for dance and yes. acting and writing and yes. everything. It's so cool. Yeah. Um it's a good, it's a good town. It's, it's actually like people that I knew uh that from Texas that um, moved here is why I live here. Oh, uh, nice. Because they, they were neighbors. Oh, nice. Um, so that's, uh, but cool. So you, how was Austin? Did you like it? It was great. It flew by really fast. I graduated early, and so I wasn't actually there very long. What did you study? Um, high achieving. I was. Just, yeah. Did you like get, come let in me with bang this college? <laughs> did you do I did, college I did, I high school years, stuff? I threw it like AP tests and stuff. I yeah, I did school. something similar as yeah. well. Me too. But it I still took forever. No, yep. Damn. Yeah. It was so too you, fast. I wish I had, I mean, I'm super happy with everything that's happened in my life since, but I sort of wish I had stayed. Um, so journalism. Journalism. That was because I always wanted to work in film and TV, but um, apart from this one executive who's out here, uh, writer, um, showrunner type who's out here now, no one from Corpus works in film or TV. So I didn't have anyone modeling mm, that for me growing yeah. up. My parents, my dad's an engineer and my mom is like an accountant type. Like she's, um, she worked off and on throughout my childhood and it was never in anything artistic. Sure. She is creative, but her job was never 
creative. And so it, I didn't have that model at all. So I was just like, well, journalism is writing and it's storytelling and it's media. So that kind of makes sense. And, mm. and so I mm-hmm. left UT and went to Washington State where I was a reporter for about a year and a half. I went to Washington State. Did yes. we talk about yes. this? Yes. Yeah. No, you're not Aber- in Bellingham. I went, went to, to school, school in Bellingham. Bellingham. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were a print reporter? Yes, I was. Back okay. when newspapers were a wow. thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, before all those papers folded. Um, and I worked in Walla Walla, Yakima in Seattle, Washington. And I didn't dislike it, but... Aren't Eastern and Western Washington so different? I had no idea. There, it is two different I sides of that didn't state. Know, I thought all of Washington was going to be like Seattle. I'm yep. like, I know Seattle, so it's going to be like that. No. No, there's not. like greater Idaho, which is like... Yes. Two thirds of Washington, and then there's yes. the West Side, which is like wow, kind of liberal that. green. Yes. Oh, is. Greater Idaho is just uh, rural and very redneck. I shouldn't speak like that. So it's also a part of Washington, and it, you know, it's all part of one state. But, but it's but a different culture. You go to the east. You yeah. go to the east side, which is east of the Cascade Mountains, and it is a lot more rural, mm-hmm. a lot more agricultural, dry, because mm-hmm. um, all of the clouds stop oh. at the mountains oh, okay. so you, they don't get the rain that you do on the west yeah you know, they don't it's a, like a totally different climate but you think of seattle as being like this liberal bastion and, and which it uh, totally is which yeah. i'm sure it yeah. is but i guess the other part of washington is not that nope yep that is correct <laughs> yeah. no, it's different. it is a different although i will um, say walla walla was felt bizarrely and i hate using the word sophisticated because it sounds really patronizing to me but it had so much art and mm, yeah. wine and three colleges slash universities i think that's true and so walla walla i found to be very artistic and surprisingly so for how small it is and where it is um and that's that was right. wine country and it's wine country yeah. yakima was not like that and then Seattle was, was yakima more like yakima yep. was challenging it was that was <laughs> is mean, yakima part of the tri-city uh yes yeah right yes yakima, i want to say Kennebrook. Can can work? Can, can, can something? I don't I even know. I never time. go to the. I, I remember I could get my hair done in Walla Walla, and I could not get it done in Yakima. Okay, mm. well there's a sign. I had to go to a different. I had to go to someplace <laughs> else in the Tri Cities to get my hair done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, that is that. That is how. Oh, how long did you live there? Oh, I was only in each place for between four and six months. I was on a fellowship with the Seattle Times because they own papers in all three of those cities. Oh, perfect. Yes. Are you a loyal hair customer? Like when you find a when you find a hairdresser, do you stick? Yes, or? but that's also laziness. Because yeah, totally. I don't want to look anymore. I'm yep. like, this is mm-hmm. this is fine. This is good enough. Um, I've had someone cut my hair for 21 years. Whoa, wow. you are loyal. Yeah, and I actually I took uh, a friend uh, who I'm dating. Uh, to my last appointment, and I said I said that same thing. He was like, "Oh, I was five <laughs> <laughs> when you started." I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Oh my god! <laughs> um, the other thing about Washington that I didn't know because I grew up in South Texas, Corpus Christi. There's no snow. Sometimes we get ice. Mm. Austin, there's there. I think maybe sometimes snow. It never snowed while I was there. I started my job in Washington in February. And in February mm. in Austin, like you gotta put like a jacket on, but it's not snowing. Sure. And then I appeared in Walla Walla and <laughs> was like, "What is this?" And uh, I remember hearing uh, on the TV, right. hearing the TV like, your first real winter." Real yes, and, oh, and wow. it was so cold. I was not prepared. I was not prepared. I didn't have coats or yeah, gloves or yeah, scarves yeah, yeah. or like earmuffs. 
I remember hearing on the like TV as I was getting ready to go to work, like, oh, schools are closed and like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why are schools? And I like, opened the windows and was like, oh, what is this glorious? And I like skipped to work. I'm like, it's snowing. And they were like, uh-huh. And like a week later when the snow was dirty and disgusting and just like packed in, I was like, oh, yep. I get it. But I did also almost die on Snoqualmie Pass because what? I was driving to Walla Walla to Seattle in February, and you have to go across yes. this mountain range. Oh. And I told everyone in the newsroom, I was like, I'm going to Seattle this weekend. And they were like, bye, have a good time. No one said things like, trip chains, or don't go because it's a blizzard. And or, I remember... Or yeah, you're going to go up a mountain and back down again Which in I had never snow. done. I've never <laughs> driven on a mountain. Texas is so flat. Yeah, totally. And I remember getting and at first it's like fun you're like oh look at these pretty little snowflakes and then you get to the top <laughs> and it's a whiteout oh, and i never ever and the the side really edge scary. is near and i would like literally like, stopped my car and i was like i guess this is where i died because <laughs> and sometimes those roads literally are on the side of a cliff they're on the side of the cliff mm. and there's no guardrail all the time there's mm. just just death waiting for you and I literally stopped my car and I was like I guess this is where I'll because you also can't see other cars coming so if some truck has like lost control of itself or just some other car you have no mm-hmm. idea and then I was like well I- I'm bored now <laughs> like I got bored and I was like well I guess I'll just if I'm gonna die I'll either freeze to death still or I'll freeze to or I'll fall off the mountain so <laughs> either way it's not gonna be great so I guess I'll just keep trying to get somewhere Anyway, obviously I made it to yeah, yeah, okay. there I am. Slowly. Good, good, good. Very Imagine, slowly. Yeah, that's, Incredibly how, that's how you slowly. do that. Yes. Just go so you were really working slowly. in journalism there? Yes. Were you working? You said this. You were working Seattle in Times. Times. Seattle Times. Seattle Times. Yes. yes. Um, and so did that lead to then another job? Or did you decide like, you know what? No, I'm going to go to Hollywood. I always, to, I always wanted to come to Hollywood. And the thing about the business of journalism is especially when you're a young reporter, you have to cover, I, I mean, I just want to tell stories. That's all I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, what were you covering? I had to cover a lot of crime and that was mm. really hard for me. Um, I don't, I mean, uh, yes, I guess I was kind of sheltered growing up and so part of it was like, part of my job was to call all the emergency responders every morning and find out like what terrible things happened overnight and Oof. it was just really stressful. That's not a fun morning. And it's not a great morning no. and then, so you're just constantly hearing stories of crime and then, and then I think what was actually hardest for me was I had to go to trials and I was expected, because that's the job, to talk to everyone involved, to, you know, to talk to the yeah. accused and yeah. the victims and I just couldn't. It was just, I didn't want to bother people while they were you know, because you go to crime, you know, go to trial where someone's been murdered and there are these yeah. victims' families who are beside like, themselves with grief. Yeah. And I want to be like, so how are you feeling? And uh, some people yeah, can do that totally. and God bless those people. I, but I just, I couldn't. I so. was watching, I don't watch um, the news in general, but it came on after a football game last week. <laughs> and um, oh, it that. had, the, the Malibu fires were happening mm. and... Are they still happening? Is mm-hmm. that fire still... Is it contained? It is contained. Good, 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 good. Mm-hmm. But somebody's house had just burned down, yeah. and they were opening their safe, oh, and there was, like, a reporter there with, like, a oh. microphone, like, what is in the safe? Like, oh. what's going on with you? I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, so personal it's right now. It's a huge like, invasion on, like, on, like, public TV. Yes. I'm like, yeah. these people probably said yes, but right. still, it's yes. like, ooh, I would not want to be that... That yeah. reporter seems so awkward also. No, and, and actually what's happening, uh, what happened in Paradise is, is so much worse. Um, oh, my God. It's, it's in, insane. It's I mean, so it, tragic. And, and actually, you know, like, I, I don't know. 
why am I talking about people I'm dating? But um, but uh, someone that I was with for a while is from Paradise, and they, oh his family God. has lost everything, and um, <sighs> it's just so it's so it's heartbreaking. So yeah. it's so it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking, and that's the kind of thing that yes. you need to cover as a reporter. Yes, absolutely, it's like that's the march job. into that town yes. and talk to these people whose lives have. Falling Fall apart, apart. Yeah. and just and you know get and them I was like get quotes. Twenty one at the time. That's the thing. I was very young. I was yeah. just out of school. And in journalism school, they I mean, or this program I did. I, I can't speak to journalism schools elsewhere, but they don't. They teach the writing and they teach the like research and the fact finding. But that like human element is just sort of not something that was part of the curriculum. Right. So that's kind of on so the you job. Turn up and you're like, oh. Uh, the other thing that's uh, was stressful is. Um, uh, people call you early in the morning. I can't imagine what it's like now. Uh, this was earlier in social media days, but people would call if they didn't like what you wrote. You know, people got to people's houses like five in the morning. If they didn't like what you wrote, they would call you and leave you like horrible messages on your voice. Of course. Yeah. And so that was stressful to come into stuff like that. And people threaten to sue you all the time. Like people will sit down with you and talk to you for hours and they're very aware like I'm like I'm a reporter with like this paper do a story about this we'll talk to you for hours right and, and you're clear like this is on the record if yeah. you need to say something off the record yes. we'll take it off the record and then they freak out yeah and then they threaten to sue you and Ugh. that's something else that I'm like as I, I had that's no so experience. much it was a lot and it was not for me so I I still knew that I wanted to fled to Hollywood and uh, the only reason I did was because I had uh, a boyfriend at the time who was a uh, a broadcast journalist and I was a print journalist and uh, we both wanted to come to Hollywood. He <laughs> is either from Bellingham or went to school in Bellingham. I don't remember which. Oh, funny. Um, I wonder if I know him. I don't know. Who knows? It's random. Who knows? <laughs> and I'm so young. I would never know someone from, from, <laughs> from a long, long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> and uh, so he wanted to come to Hollywood. I wanted to come to Hollywood and we t- together we had like Eight hundred dollars between us, and wow. we were like, we can oh live until people like. Uh, and what's weird is that we did live until like my, my my intro to Los Angeles completely skewed my understanding of Los Angeles because I lived with him and his two roommates, Oof. but the three of them worked in Vegas, and so I was paying like, but they were still paying rent on this beautiful apartment in Toluca Lake, so I was paying like two fifty a month. Oh my god! To live in this gorgeous three bedroom apartment in Toluca Lake, I was like, and they were never there. They were never there. <laughs> what? Like, what were they doing that. in Vegas? They were working on this horrible show. It was like it was some terrible prank show that that mm, was shot sure. out of Vegas. Mm. Yeah, something was, along the lines of what is that big prank show? I don't know. I don't. Practical I don't Jokers. Up. No, I, that guy that made those movies about pranks. Oh. Punked. Punked. No. 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 You're thinking of the one who like hurts himself. Yes. Jackass. Jackass. Oh, yes. Jackass. Something along those lines. It was, no, they were like mean. They they were mean. Um, oh, I even worse. Them. Yeah, they were really was it really hidden camera. It was hidden camera and I guess like. It doesn't seven. matter. <laughs> that is more like. Punk. And, <laughs> yeah, well, like punk, but punk that felt like was kind of playful. This show was not playful. It was playful, and yeah, and, uh, this was like sure. there's something very accessible about that Ashton Kutcher. That Ashton How Kutcher. can you hate him? Boiling no points. points. He bought me dinner once. Thank show? you, Ashton. Uh, I don't remember boiling. Oh. 
Kind of. I remember that show. Boiling points. That was making people mad, right? And if they money. got pissed off and didn't react, they got money at the end. <laughs> and there's an early episode with Lady Gaga on it before she got famous. Oh, wow. Just if you want to do a little like YouTube oh. deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Watch, okay. yeah she's I like, love those moments of like people before they were famous and did they like did this thing because why not, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so often, you know, with older actors, it's like the dating game. Tom mm-hmm. Selleck's on the dating game or whomever, mm-hmm. you know, like or Ted Danson, whatever. But, you know, it's right. like very unguarded yes. and like embarrassing. I watched an old episode yeah. of Seinfeld a while back and Brian Cranston was just yes. like a very small guest role yes. and I was like oh yeah. my god that's Brian Cranston. Totally. Yeah. He was a journeyman actor. He was yeah. doing his thing until yeah. um, Breaking Bad. Well. Kind of? Or did he Malcolm in the Middle. Oh Malcolm that's in the Middle right. yeah that was huge. Right. That yeah. was gigantic. I always forget about Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, he doesn't. He though. still makes money no, from it. I'm sure the residuals. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Malcolm in the yeah. um, So okay, so you came, you came here, mm-hmm. but you didn't had a have... posh life in Toluca Lake. <laughs> yeah, you like, life in Lake. Well, but my rent's two fifty a month. It's all, it's all good. So it's all gravy. I ended up getting a job at a studio inside of three weeks. I ended up getting a writer's assistant job immediately. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, saw I that. was like, oh, Los Angeles is such an easy town. Like, so you were on your. You were on your way. I was you, on my way. Yeah, yeah. I I basically made it. Yeah. Because that's not easy to do. Like getting no. a writer's assistant job. No, it's like one of the hardest jobs in town. To in get. the room. I mean, no idea. It's super super and hard. So and you is did it this now weeks. for like, TV? I pay next TV. to nothing. And this was for an animated show at Nickelodeon. Oh, cool. Yes. So nice. it's all it's animation. I spent a lot of time in the animation and uh, kids and family space. Oh, but that's it's really how you know Mark. Yes. Yes, Mark. Your animation. Yes. yes, I met. Oh wait a minute! I Adria looked at. Through. I looked at your. Um, you worked for Gina Shea. Yes, yes. I worked with Gina Shea. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess technically, yes. You I did can work, say that. I guess technically, I did work for Gina Shea. Everyone that works for, for Gina Shea works for her. Yes, that's true. I didn't see. <laughs> I didn't interact with her. Oh, she's a head honcho. She's a producer. Yeah, also. she's like the head yes. producer of these things. I just did not work with her directly. Okay, well, that's why you know what. Fair. I enough. just wanted to shout out to Mark Fatabene who introduced yes! us, and we were at his house on Sunday night I and remember meeting him late at night at a bar with you yes it might and we talked we spoke about Gina Shea you did Gina Shea is how I moved to LA as well is full circle she you know Gina in, to journey to a she new world. indirectly hired me to oh. work on Pocahontas 2 journey to a new world oh. and um, the first night that Eric and I met one of the very, very first conversations we had, yeah. I said, how did you get here? And he said, Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. And I said, we're friends. <laughs> I'm in. I I'm love in. that. I love that. <laughs> well, because um, my friend, Jonathan Udis, who was an NYU film student, um, uh, he cast me in a short film that he was doing mm-hmm. and then he was like I'm I'm going to LA for this gig will you help me with it mm. I said yes and I wanted to move to LA and it was a gig for Disney yeah and I was like I'll take it That's and right. you know I, I lived with my aunt and uncle in Malibu as long as I possibly could free cool. rent That's great. better than 250 better. and in Malibu free is free Malibu overlooking the ocean I don't know I, I hadn't worked out That's good. Um, That's good. but yeah, no, it was all Gina Shea because it, she was oh. running that. She was yeah. producing that that movie yeah. for Disney, 
but before she became even big, I mean, she later she produced South Park mm-hmm. and South Park the movie and uh, did she, maybe Shrek. I don't I don't know what she's done. She's done a lot of big so things. So are you Trolls. are you working currently on Trolls? Is that what? No, I'm are not we allowed to talk about? Yeah, I'm not working on Trolls either. Oh, oh cool. cool. No, this cool. was an yeah. early job for her that, you, that was an animation thing. And yes. then eventually you did work on... I did. I worked on Trolls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You worked on the first Trolls. I worked on the first Trolls. Gotcha, yes, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yes. That's, that's yes. Yes. But that's, there we go. Gina was married to a friend of mine's brother. That's kind of like how it all worked out. Anyway, oh. enough about Gina Shea. She's not here. <laughs> Let's get her on the pod and then we can we, talk Gina, to Gina Shea. We will too. get Gina on the pod. Yeah, Has good. Mark been on the pod? No, but I want to get him on the pod. We're oh. going to not. We got to get Mark on the we pod. We actually too. spoke to Mark late at night at that bar about having him and Gina on the pod together. Oh, it's funny how Mark has not been on the pod and I've known him for many years now and I met you on Sunday and it's yes. only it's two days later and you're like, <laughs> 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 we're just like we got it done. We can get it Atria done. Atria gets things done. Get things Mark done. is like, who, who knows? Who knows what it might be? Well, I fangirled out a little bit when I met you. I was so excited. I love it. Mark had introduced me um, to the web series I love that he a did while that back. Also. I love that he, what a sweetheart. Yeah, he had just been like, I thought, well, I want to say it was like, Six months ago or something? Sure. It was a while back, and he was like, hey, you should watch this thing and oh. then get, know this girl. And then it wasn't until... But was it specifically about having her on the pod, or just like you should know her it was for just your like own kind of like career? Both. I, not, it, I don't think it was pod-specific. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was just like... It's so sweet. Yeah. Thanks, Marco. It's so tonight. sweet, right? It's super sweet. To introduce us. Yeah. Yeah. On the pod. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So then you are living in Toluca Lake, working on an animated series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then... What series was it? Oh, my gosh. I was, like, trying to avoid specific references. Oh, we don't have to. We don't have to. It's, it's fine. It's okay. You That's named fine. some yes, Nickelodeon yes. cartoon. Who cares? It was a Nickelodeon cartoon. Who cares what it was? <laughs> um, SpongeBob? <laughs> yeah. It was the yeah, original. She doesn't want to mention that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, fine. The show was called Troxel. The show was called Troxel. Okay. It doesn't was mean it, anything it sounds to like me. I don't know. Don't, uh, no, it was a Nickelodeon show. Oh, it was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Chalk, I guess I just think of. Um, sure. That it would be for babies. Little, yeah. <laughs> that, you think it would be for babies? It was. But, it you know, was whether, just... whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's an animated series or whether it's a sitcom or whatever, getting in that writer's no, room is a huge it's thing. It's huge. And... Because it leads you to getting hired as well, a writer. Well, because I did. Because then mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. probably less than a year, I was writing on that show. See, there you and go. And again, I was like, they got so credit. I broke up with that guy. WGA, thank you. Was it a WGA show? show? No, it was daytime uh, animation, which is not... Okay. So it was non-union writing. That, it was IATSE. It was IATSE, I think. It was Animation Guild. Oh, what is, I, what is IATSE? Well, that's Teamsters. It's, but IATSE is like a lot of things. Yeah, I yeah, understand yeah. how unions work. My mom's Teamsters. Oh, I do. But mom's a Teamster? I think. She was a 911 dispatcher. Oh, no, no, no absolutely. Like Teamster covered a lot of different things. Oh, and cool. And IATSE is the Teamsters, but it also is like Include, casting yeah, directors. And it's like, with, you know... Um, Covers whole departments yeah. in film and television. Your mom was a one operator? Yeah, oh she was a dispatcher God. for like 20 years. Oh She's God. got stories. That is stressful. Oh my God, yeah. she She's won like 
multiple awards for some of the stuff that wow. she's dispatched for. Oh, amazing. Wow. She dispatched for a woman who had it's like making a real difference. Seriously, like a like there was a, a woman who called that was like there I'm pregnant and there the legs of my baby are sticking out. Wow. She was, talked her through it. Talked her through it. There was Love a woman it. that was like, I'm going to commit suicide if Ugh. the cops come into my house. And my mom was the only woman on the phone mm. talking to the cops and to this woman. And, you know, basically having to be the dialogue for everybody and yeah. communicate with, like, the whole thing. Multiple large structure fires. Yeah. Just, like... Now, was she, like, was she that super amazing. calm, like, in real life at home? Or, like, when, the, when she hung up the 911 dispatcher hat, was she, like... Don't bother me with stuff. Um, she was she cool. She was tired um, yeah. when she was doing that job because it's you have to switch from, sh- um, you have to do swing Crazy. shift, graveyard, and daytime, like four months, four months, four months. Oh so it's like you're constantly changing your sleep schedule Ooh, and that's pattern. Tough. And yeah. that's like really You never get difficult. used to anything. Really, that's really, really disruptive. Yeah, she Why had those blackout curtains for sure. Why did they do around. that? I don't understand that. Um, yeah, and then my dad was a firefighter, so his oh shift was God. really weird too. Your parents do so much I know. good. Life saving. My oh older my sister God. is a nurse. My other sister was is a veteran of the army, served so tours of Iraq. I mm. I have a whole family of heroes, and then I do a podcast. No, <laughs> my best friend. They're from all amazing. College, my two best friends from college. One is a social worker, doing like groundbreaking work with homelessness in New York, and the other one is a like pediatric oncology emergency mm. nurse and so we would like on the phone and like my social worker friend would be like oh I had such a bad day like so and so is on the streets again and everyone would be like oh, I had such a bad day like these babies died and I'd be like I know I had a bad day too because I didn't get invited to this screening I was super excited about <laughs> you couldn't believe so, what happened at Johnson <laughs> <laughs> we had such trouble breaking act two so hard you guys like we had to work through lunch okay we had to like get lunch catered in the room we didn't even take a walk around the building so sick <laughs> and then back to Toluca Lake <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> yes. I do like that my whole family does not understand what I do or this life. Like, I was just back home, and my, my parents now both live in North Carolina, uh, which is even f- so much further afield, just a whole different world. And they'll be like, I was, I used to work for DreamWorks, worked for DreamWorks for a long time. That's how I know Mark. And uh, they'd be like, oh, you work for DreamWorks. So, like, uh, Frozen. And I'm like, nope, that's Disney. And they're like, oh, okay. So, like, Cars. I'm like, also Disney. So, like, Toy Story? I'm like, that's Disney. And they're like, isn't it the same? And I'm like, no. It's Shrek is different. Totally different styles and totally different technology. I don't know how you can't see that. <laughs> it um, is totally different, though. Totally but different. I guess if yes. you're just, like, if a casual, a casual like, consumer, and you don't not, know. Yeah. But so that first gig for you, that was a, um, you know, that that was an animated series. So yes. it led you into more of that. Yes. Um, have, and obviously, a uh, black girl in a big dress is not that. It's not um, just much more like <laughs> it something could be you want to do. Something it's like from your imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are like? Have you, Did was that your first acting experience? Or yeah. No. no. No, 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 so you so also, also an actor. Print journalist who also acts. Well, I actually got that job at Nickelodeon because I did a production of Godspell in Yakima, Washington. And oh, that so you were so also pursuing that then. So acting was yeah. happening this whole time. Acting has been happening the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so Super I, t- And you sing. 
and I sing. Mm. Well, how do you know that I sing? We God's beseech God. thee, oh, yes, hear yes. us. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, you have not seen boom, God's chicka, Bell until you've seen it done in Yakima, Washington. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Of course, Yakima, Washington would pick <laughs> God's Bell. Yes. And then Children of Eden. And then Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Code. Um, and then Jesus Christ Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the women involved in the show had a son who lived in Los Angeles and or lived in Burbank specifically. And so when I said I'm moving to Los Angeles and I'm moving to Toluca Lake, uh, she was like, oh, my son lives in Burbank. You should call him. But her vibe was like, my unmarried son lives in Burbank. Please call him. And mm, I was right. like, I have a boyfriend. And then I was here and I was bored for like a week. So I was like, sure, I'll call that guy. And then he he had a crush on the production manager of this Nickelodeon show and he was looking for an excuse to talk to her so he recommended me for the job that they were looking for and she was from the Pacific Northwest the wow. higher production manager was from I can't remember if it was Oregon or Washington I think it was Oregon um, sorry Melissa I don't remember but she was from the Pacific Northwest so we bonded over that and then they hired me so Godspells got me that my first gig yeah. Well, here, choose. I think it's a great musical. I love it. It's I a love. Solid I show. love Stephen Schwartz. All of his stuff. It's a solid for, show. In general, he's yeah. a mensch. I like him. Yeah. Met him. What did you meet him? No. Have cares? you told a Stephen Schwartz story? No, I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's not interesting. I, oh, okay. I mean, I, I've worked on a lot of musical mm. things with people, and he was someone. I Is it met. as non-interesting as your RuPaul encounter? <laughs> You 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 told a story earlier how one time you tried to make eye contact mm-hmm. with RuPaul and she um, it was a terrible story. No, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> it was just a non-event. But you tried to make it eye was a non-event. No, I just met. I had mentioned that uh, on RuPaul's podcast, RuPaul <laughs> said something about like how he wanted people to acknowledge him without bothering him. Oh. I tried to do this, and sure. he wouldn't even let that happen. I was like, "Fuck you, RuPaul." Anyway, <laughs> we love RuPaul though. If you ever I wanted. was nicer the first time I told that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it. Ooh, taking names, I love it. We've got our own. No, list. I no, I love RuPaul. I do. I, yeah, I admire love. RuPaul. Anyway, nothing bad to say about RuPaul. Yeah, love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but you gave yourself this part. You're very, very funny in it. Thank you so much. Um, are you also doing other acting that you don't write? Uh, I I don't do a lot of acting that I don't write. Here's my my journey with acting is is big and psychological, and I'm I'm trying to come to peace with it. So when I first came to because I did theater and stuff in high school and college, and then when I came to LA, I what I said was I'm not going to try to act in Los Angeles because everyone who's an actor in Los Angeles will be good. And then I was in Los Angeles for a while, and I was like, oh, that's not the case. No, yeah, only like 0.5% of actors are beginners. But I think and what's really smart, though, is that you focused on writing and creating your own opportunities. Yes. That's how you get work. And that's um, what if, if you had been out here saying, like, I'm an actress, you know, and like, you, you know, you got to create, no one but you would have created the part for right. yourself in. Uh, black no. girl yeah. big dress no, 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 no. it's so specific to specific. you yes and, but it, it's such a great showcase for you who else could know that it would be that right so like you created a great showcase for yourself you. people will see it people are seeing it are seeing i just saw it yes. um and what, like, it will open up other doors we have more than two million views um and we had it's, it's sort of the community is the community on Facebook is very active. We have about fifty thousand Facebook fans, and nice. and one of the things that, that is I love, kind of crazy that you have a community. It is crazy, 
And one of the things I so, love... So they want the season two. Yes, people are very excited. And it's neat because... Are you finding that there are people that Sorry, we keep are on. like no. you that relate? You know, it like is... I too am an African American woman who is obsessed with um, <laughs> Victoria. Victoria. Yes, there's a lot of those, and what's it's, there? There are a couple of really interesting confluences. So one of the things I love about my fan base is, or the show's fan base, is that it is truly one of the most diverse spaces I've ever been in. Like nice. it spans uh, not only like all races and all ages but also all political affiliations. And this is actually one of the things that surprised me so much was how diverse the political affiliation of my fans are, of the mm-hmm. show's fans are. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I've learned from now going to a few like Jane Austen events and um, these Victorian events, um, uh, there are a lot of Trump voters who really like period dramas and Jane Austen novels because they're very traditional. There's a lot of, even though I think most period dramas being made today are actually pretty progressive in their messaging, there's so much tradition right. in them. Make America yeah, that, Great that Again is about bringing totally makes back sense. old yeah. values. Yeah. You know, so there's a there's a confluence there. And yes. your, your, your character, the main character of Black Girl in a Big Dress is... Seeking that old tradition. Yeah, she's super she wants traditional. that. She's very she's traditional. Hard. But what I also like about that character is she is also a black woman. Like there are absolute right. moments that speak directly to racism in the show that are not particularly apologetic about it. No. Um, she doesn't like get angry because that's not in her wheelhouse. I myself, when people say things that because are because she's a lady, of course. She's a lady. But when people like the in the second episode of Black Girl in a Big Dress. She's dressed up uh, in her like Victorian costume, and someone she goes to a party, and someone keeps insisting that she must be the Help. female character from Django Unchained. That is a conversation I had oh. with someone on Halloween. I was dressed up in a different Victorian dress, and someone said to me, "Are you doing Django Unchained?" And I said, "No." And they were like, "No, no, no, Django Unchained." Like, there's like she's like in that dress, and I'm like, I've never seen that movie, and that's not what I'm dressed up as. And he like kind of couldn't let it go. Wow. And my own self is just like, no, like I don't, I don't get that. Is, but it's a great, kind of crazy though that it, somebody it, would crazy. force that like like they upon would not you. let it go. Like you're you're a black woman dressed in Victoria garb, therefore you must be the only association I have with a black woman dressed in Victoria garb, which yes. is this recent movie that just came out, J- yes. Django Unchanged, which, which in itself is kind of totally like doesn't even operate in the. Yeah. In that style at all. No, no, it's like a country. <laughs> and, and it's a really interesting experience because it's also the that, that effect of someone absolutely not hearing what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm just mm. like, no, I'm not doing that. And he was like, no, no, Django, like she was dressed up like that. I'm like, I. Well, he couldn't get that out of his mind. Yeah. That's what he saw. That's, so crazy. That's what he saw yeah. when he saw you. That's what so, he saw. And he just couldn't, yeah. couldn't get beyond that. But your show is a good forum for discussing race because mm-hmm. you always have that friend who's not into the co- right. not into the re- reenactments or mm-hmm. anything like that who's just like keeping it real yeah. like hey you know like it's, it's yeah did you purposely want like a counterpoint to your character the best friend thing or? yes yeah. um and the the actress uh, tiffany thomas who plays liz uh my cousin it, she she often educates me on things because I didn't have a very like typical like black experience growing up. There's a lot I don't know. Right. And so one of the functions her character serves in the first season is to sort of be that like, you should know who Solange Knowles is. And I'm just like, mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 
Uh, who I love. Saw her at the Hollywood Bowl, by the way. She's yeah. fantastic. If you don't know her. I mean, I know yeah. who she is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I could probably figure out the lineup. Her yeah. album yeah. is fire. Yeah. It's her I album. To, she's I so know. good. I just. She's so oh, you don't need to do anything. Do whatever you want. But, um, but so they have a conversation cool in season one about how she's never dated a black guy, which is also true. For me, I just I have not purposely not dated a black. I just have never been with someone who was all my boyfriends have been very white. Um, mm-hmm. And so they have a conversation about it, and it's not you know for my for my character, it's not like political or a statement. It's logistics. It's like. Oh, I just tend to date one person for a really long time. So and I those few people have those very few people have all happen to have been white guys. Um, and so we, there are absolute like very specific conversations about race. And it's so interesting to me that there are these like fans who are just straight up conservative um, who still are into the show. And I'm like, if we can agree on this show, yeah. then maybe there is hope. For the nation, I completely agree with that. I, think I mean, that's the, great. Actually, I, I do think that there's a hunger for people of different uh, political ideologies mm-hmm. to connect over, yeah, something. over something. We are still, you know, there's st- we're still a country. We haven't split apart, splintered right. apart. You know, I mean, who could be more, you know, divisive than Donald Trump? We have this, you know, monster mm-hmm. in the White House right now, but. And and it maybe it was a reaction against Obama. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, but people still do want to connect want over that. something. Yes. Yeah, and I think and the people div- do connect I over think like the divide is yeah. smaller Tragedies. than we make it. These I think that yeah. that that certain flashpoint things that yeah. gets drummed up create these these crazy yeah. kind of rifts. When in actuality, I. It's people connect over as, sports. Yeah, people connect over a lot as, of different it's things. It's not as far yeah. apart. But I as, love that they're connecting over your yeah. something that you wrote. And you it's know, it's great. To, so, so the, these events, people often ask me, like, are these events real? Do you really go to like these balls and things? And yes, they're real. And and that, was that something that you actually did well, before so you wrote this? I mean, I did a lot of like Renaissance fairs, and I I've never been to the Dickens Fair, but I'm aware of the Dickens Fair, and I did some um, magical. So, stuff. what's is the Dickens Fair? Is that like a yearly thing? Is it? I want to say yes. And so it's basically like Ren Fair, but in like England. Yes. Dicken- Dickensian time. Yes. Um, so I, I based on what I knew about the, the Dickens Fair and Renaissance Fairs, um, I assumed that there would be these balls and things, and there are, which was a great thing to learn was true. And even at these balls, like... Um, they, Is that a big part of the fan base as well? The people, people that are balls. yeah yes or have they discovered your show yes that's cool. yeah, yeah yes that's and I awesome. just we this past uh, not this past weekend but the weekend before we shot a grand ball scene for season two and it was just like a ton of people from the community doing English country dancing which whoa is so that cool. makes it so easy fun. too it was great when you have Everyone people that ca- like Karen are into it yes oh, it was so fun it was so fun it was probably half reenactors who have their own costumes and are very familiar with English country dancing and then half friends of mine who were like, um, I have a lot of friends who do uh, Dickens carol, uh, Dickensian caroling. Mm. So they had like Dickens costumes. I'm like, that's close enough. And so it was like half people had never done English country dancing. So, um, so basically if you, if like you watch like a pride and prejudice, any pride and prejudice yeah. version, the like when people like the men are on one side, the women on the other side, and they like dance at each other. It's that. And it's so fun. And <laughs> we shot the scene and all my friends who had never done it before were like, Oh my God, that was so fun. I'm like, I know. That's why I did all of this. Uh, but one of the last dances that I went to 
we were doing this dance and it was four it was four couples and it was like me and um like a middle-aged like science teacher these two high school <laughs> girls this couple literally in their 80s and then this like other like middle-aged couple like i don't know these people i would never be with these people under any other circumstance and then we just danced sure. this dance together and had a, an amazing time with each other um and it's just great to be able to connect to such different people and it's interesting too the sort of like slight shifts in the different types of reenactors which is something i've learned a lot about like there's like real vintage people who will only dress up until about 1900 or so because they want to wear actual clothes from the period and after before 1900 those clothes are are hard to come by because they don't last. oh whoa so they buy actual clothes that, that were real made vintage, back then real vintage or clothes made with oh real fabric from that time and then um so that's like like edwardian and then like victorian folks or like a different group, and then there's like the Civil War people who is the same time frame as like Victorian, but it's like Those a different, yeah, totally different feel, vibe, everything. Oh yeah, that's like a totally different. Yeah, it's the yeah. Civil War thing is very. It's very intense. Very yeah, it's very intense. I mean, it's kind cool. of interesting. It's cool. It's super. It's I have not. I've, I I have purchased a Civil War um, dress, and I have not yet gone to a Civil War event because I'm. I've met plenty of Civil War reenactors who are wonderful people, but I'm like, I've never been to an event because I don't want it to be seen as a political act. Right. And I... Mm. Yeah. You could be stepping into a minefield there. It's I like, mean, I, like why, I just... Uh, I have plenty of friends who do it, and they're all wonderful, and they all say it'll be great. I just haven't... I'm like, I just need to be... One thing I really like space. about the, the way that you uh, address, you know, these activities is that, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but, like, the... Um, Love interest mm-hmm. um, in the first season uh, has ends up kind of seeking out different ways, like mm-hmm. a soccer league or mm-hmm. you know whatever, of connecting with people. I I think that's a cool thing that you kind of identify. Like people want to connect, yeah, you know, and they're looking for ways to connect mm-hmm. with each other. Like whether it's joining a soccer league, mm-hmm. whether it's doing these reenactments. Yeah, so that's like that's kind of like a, a thing that people can relate to. Yeah. Whether whether or mm-hmm. not you're into right. like reenacting Jane Austen right. scenes. You right. know? Or you're into board games or you're into... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People are looking yeah. for... Like, yeah, you have all kinds of things that you I do love board games. To connect with people. you And you go play games at bars or you go to a football game. Like I have, love football, yeah. As you well, love football? Which is so random. I'm like a gay guy who loves football. And there's like a small... Like a small but powerful contingency of gay guys who oh. like football and also straight guys i yeah. watch a lot of football straight guys it's fun it's nice it's kind of different it's nice to just yeah. be in like a different vibe and, yeah. and i enjoy the yeah. game i think it's a you fun, connect with people over being a fan of the seahawks yeah you know? and mm-hmm. um and you know your mm-hmm. character connects with people over these reenactments i yeah. just uh, it, it actually did make me think of my it. football enjoyment because oh, nice. because I feel like it is a kind of like stereotype to fire mm-hmm. just like just like talking football and being gay and <laughs> you know enjoying it you know yeah. it's funny yes. I've yeah. never played football I like I don't have any interest in like actually playing it which yeah. is also kind of funny but I, I think it's really fun to watch you want to be yeah. around it and and, and like, the guys are sexy as hell. I mean, let's be honest. Like, I, like, <laughs> and you know, some of those guys are gay as well. Let's yeah. be honest. Of course they are. Some um, of them are, yeah. 
Is that is that British guy that was in the last episode coming back? Oh, you gotta watch it. There's yeah. no spoilers. Stay no tuned. spoilers. No spoilers. Stay tuned. So you've already been <laughs> shooting season two. We are wrapped shooting. Oh, wrapped! Amazing. Yes. How many episodes is it? Currently, there are ten, which is more than last hmm. season. I'm not sure in the edit if it's going to end up being ten or if it's going to end up being nine. I, I, hmm. you know, we had as with any production, we had to make a lot of changes as production was going. So there's like some little bits and pieces that I think might get absorbed into other episodes. Right. Um, but right now we're at 10. So are, are you involved in the editing and kind of like... Less. Um, yeah. I'm happy. I'm very happy to leave that to my editor and director because I don't direct. Um, happy to leave that to my editor and director and then, um, and then I'll look at the cuts. Yeah, and, totally you know, amazing. Give my two cents, but For sure. I'm happy to not... You're doing enough. Starting oh, and writing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. I was so happy. But like that, that whole next week after we wrapped, I was just like, I don't have to. I did worry my job. About any of yeah, turn it of over details. to. Yeah, turn it yeah, over to someone life. else. Yeah, let yeah. them do what it is that they love to do, which is great for me. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story mm-hmm. with Thanks us. For me. Um, I really do like it. I look forward to. You know, season not only season two, but other things from the mind of Adria Walden. Can't wait. Thank you. Yeah, and um, so if people want to watch the show, they just look up um, Black Girl in Big Dress. Black Girl in Big Dress will find it. YouTube.com slash Black Girl in Big Dress. And do you do social media? Do you like... It's it's on Twitter. It's It's all slight variations of the name. Twitter is BLK. Girl, big dress. I think they all kind of connect to each other. They all kind of connect. Do you do person? Do you have a personal one you like people follow? Or you, you kind of stick with it. The... Yeah, there's yeah. like it's got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Cool. It's all cool, cool, cool. It's on there. We'll, we'll put it all put, on for we'll people. We'll put that on yeah. our posts. And, and um, thanks everybody again for listening, all of our uh, avid fans and new listeners alike. Jakarta, Puerto Vallarta, Ireland, Germany. Germany. Someone from Germany listened today. Oh, amazing. Welcome. Hopefully Uh, you're listening more. Guten Tag. I don't (laughs) know anything about Germany, but I would love to go there someday. I love Germany. Um, Germany Did we ever get an email? Well, there. you know what? There actually was a very... um, uh, We've been plugging for somebody to... Someone on Twitter. (laughs) Someone on Twitter... (laughs) quoted something that happened in the Enemies of Dorothy episode and said all the tears and um, was they were very moved by by something that someone said on that episode. That I'm so not sweet. reading that was it. A very, that was a good episode. But it was it was really about um, uh, you know just being yourself and mm-hmm. um, expressing your true self. It was something that Chris I think they said. really shared a lot and they were very open. They were very open. But like this sweet. this came up on Twitter today um, and it was uh, like actually quoting from the episode oh. and saying how much they were moved by it oh, and how so that their work with women in like support groups, you know, it just it made her think of it. That's awesome. Wow. I'm so that glad wasn't that well was said to... or anything, but it's it just okay. it was something that I read today, and it was it was nice to see people are listening. So thank you, for the, <laughs> thank you, you for had, that. We had a milestone today. We did. Oh, we had ten thousand listens as of today. Yeah. So. so by the time you listen to this, it'll be even more. Maybe even more. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thank you everybody. so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.